This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we remember the amazing career of Sir Sean Connery. Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer has been pulled from the internet. We'll tell you why. And James Gunn gives us more details about the Suicide Squad movie. Terrific. Plus a review of The Mandalorian second season premiere on Disney+. And it all starts with a big announcement from me. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, November 5th, 2020. <laughs> you know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. up listener thank you for pressing play and welcome to the jock and nerd podcast where we give you comic book and superhero tv and movie news reviews and whatever we choose jock and nerd. my name is imran oh, my name is anthony he's the boing i mean he's the jock he's the nerd he's the guy that presses those buttons i press the boing button he presses my buttons i press your button the fuck? that's an anthony button i literally press anthony's buttons and he likes it also joining us is the only puppet that's cuter than baby yoda and has a magic slack hole it's baby rug boy goo goo gaga rugs how are you this is the way to commit water fraud. <laughs> is that what you're up to? Nah, oh, just, no. you know, uh, try a low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah. Look, for the listener, if you listen last week, we're recording on Thursday, November 5th, 2020. And boy, is my head spinning. We are in the vortex. We are in the before, the after. Here, I'm just going to give you my thoughts in a series of sound clips. Uh, this is going great. Why are you putting people through this? Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. And finally, get your hand off my penis. How are you guys doing <laughs> after these last two days? Everyone good? I just need to check in on your mood. I'm pleased. I am just loving, loving watching all of this unfold. Great. Anthony's like great, a pig and great. shit. It's the best reality television I've ever seen. The season finale of Democracy is amazing. I mean, I remember in 2000 with with uh, Bush and Gore. Hanging there was, chads. Yeah, there was hanging, hanging chads. chads. There, was, oh. there was recounts. There was, it was a weeks, right? It was like a week went, or something. Uh, back. Over 30 days. Yeah. 31 days. I so, I mean, I've bad. already strapped myself in for this shit already. Uh, the only thing is that... You can't compare George Bush to Donald Trump. It's <laughs> no. a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different er- uh, level of entertainment. Well, it's, uh, it's crazy. I hope the listener is also enjoying this and not freaking out like everyone. And by the time we post the show, who the fuck knows what, oh, what is going to happen in three days? It is highly unpredictable. So everyone hang in there. I have something to take everyone's mind off 2020 fucking madness. For a minute, you guys. 
Okay. I have a big announcement. Talking nerd. Special announcement. I haven't told anybody this. I didn't tell you guys this. So I wanted an honest reaction. The announcement is I have started a second podcast. Oh, shit. What? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, anybody want to guess what it's about? I'll give you three guesses before I give you more details. Hockey? Uh, Incorrect. Um, Spider-Man? Uh, in- good guess. Incorrect. Here's another clue. I've started it with my lovely sister, Sophia. Uh, is it about comedy? We're getting closer, but you're not entirely correct. Anthony, one more guess. You guys are going to fucking... Um, non-bread? <laughs> None. Non-recipes. You know what? I'm going to write that one down. That's not the show, but that's a good idea. You're not I, even Indian. I'm Pakistani, but, I'll, but they, I can make some non Oh, yeah, we do okay. non in the, in, the, in, the in the pit. In the... the what is that thing called? The, the fucking... I forget what it's called. They're going to put you on a spit. They're going to put me on a spit. No, this second podcast I've started, you guys are going to think this is ridiculous. It is called Dance of Joy. It is a perfect strangers rewatch podcast. Oh shit! I don't know what that is? Oh, I'm gonna fucking totally listen to this. I don't even know what that is. You don't know what Perfect Strangers is, Anthony? What is that? It's one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Balky and Larry Appleton. Uh, the, it, it was part of TGIF, uh, '80s hit sitcom it was on ABC. It was Borat before Borat. This show ran for eight seasons from 1986 to 1993. And we're going to review every goddamn episode. Oh, shit. How many episodes? Th- that's 150 episodes. Yeah, there's like 150. Oh, what's, and what's the show called? It's called Dance of Joy Podcast. Uh, Why, is that? Why is it called that? It's because. So I put the link in the, in the notes for you guys. Click on the website. Everything's set up. Is there anyone that's done this? I uh, no. First of all, I want to be. Can I be honest? Yes, you can absolutely be a guest, Russ. Oh Everyone's invited. There is no other. I, will, I, I just need an excuse to watch the show. Yeah, all you have to do is watch an episode of Perfect Strangers. Here's the, okay. Here's the reason. Me and my sister, uh, you know, she's got a great comedy you guys don't like career. Each other. We love need, each other, need, and you guys we need, need to figure out a way to bond. So this is what it is. That's part of it. I'm enjoying <laughs> hanging out with her. But we discovered, you know, Perfect Strangers on Hulu, and we both watched it growing up and loving it and rediscovering it again. I was looking for a project to do with my sister. She's been uh, working on this comedy career. She's doing a lot of Zoom shows, a lot of writing. Uh, so this was a perfect project. The show will be different. It's called Dance of Joy because in the show, Balky does the Dance of Joy with Larry. It's a Miposian dance, and it's uh, hilarious. Uh, the show is going to be different from this show. I wanted to try if I see if I can well, do something different, talk as much, um, po- possibly it's half and half. <laughs> no, that's not right. I will be talking, but the episodes will be shorter. We're shooting for like forty minutes to an hour Good. episode. That's the one with difference. Second difference, it's a clean show. We decided not to swear, not to oh, use potty mouth. Oh, right? How are you going to do that? I already swore a couple times, and I had to edit it out. It's all right. Listen, it you bastards. Yeah, you always start with that. And uh, the third way I it's different is this is super, super niche, right? It is. This show we started was kind of niche five years ago. And slowly the niche has been growing bigger, which is great because, you know, it's a wider audience. But I wanted to try something super niche, shorter, no swearing, see what happens. Uh, listener, you, it, it, the, we have two episodes up and an introductory episode. Episodes come out on Friday because TGIF, of course. Uh, and just go to Dance of Joy Pod dot com or 
uh, search Dance of Joy. I'm excited about a this. Perfect this is actually Strangers a very good idea. podcast. You think so? Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. Right? I, I mean, like, if you find some show and you just yeah. Re, yeah, rewatch and do a live, whatever the hell you're doing. Yeah, we just, so all we do is we re, we were uh, recapping the show and talking about the funny lines, the pop culture references, how things will be different, and just and it's and it's so it's nothing but perfect strangers. We're just gonna talk about perfect strangers. Oh, gotta have Bronson Pinchot. We on. might be able to get him. He's he has cameos. You can book a cameo have from you, him. Have you done any like research? Has anyone done this? I looked. Nobody. Nothing? There's no perfect strangers rewatch podcast. This is a perfect. This is the only. Some would say this oh, is perfect. Shit. Oh shit. This it's a perfect strangers. Yes, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, so links in the show notes, listener. Join us for this journey. You can watch it on Hulu, or you could just listen. And it, it's kind of going to be the show where you could just like pick any episode at random. What kind of numbers you're going to get? And we'll see what happens. I had, this you know you ought to find like Facebook groups. So I have I've joined two perfect strangers <laughs> Facebook groups. Uh, I'm going to post in there. But and the Reddit's. Oh, perfect strangers Reddit. Perfect strangers Reddit. But I, we haven't told anyone. So my sister is now going to start promoting to her audience. She has an audience, and I'm promoting here. This is the first anybody is hearing about this episode. The first, like Epi- the episode, episode the first. The first. Yes. Don't uh, don't call it that. No, no, it's not. We're just calling them the name of the the show, the episode, okay. name of the episode season. But this is like a three year journey project that me and my sister. When are so. you going to record these? We rec- we rec- it's actually a, really easy and a lot of fun. We were I've, we've done the whole first season that's six episodes long. We've been recording like two shows every weekend, but it's like really easy. You just watch the show and then write some notes and talk about it, and it's hilarious. And I mean, you really could not to go too far, but. You could literally spin this off and do like a bunch of different shows after. Rewatch podcast shows from the 80s. Like it's yeah. got the nostalgia and the nichiness. We'll see what happens. This is, I'm doing it because it's fun and I still fucking love Perfect Strangers. The show is still hilarious 34 years later. Rediscovering it and, and taking the deep dives has been a lot of fun. And I get, I look, hanging out with you guys every week is literally Sucks. the only thing. No, no, I'm going to be sappy. This is the only thing that has been keeping me sane. Uh, is every week that we sit and we hang out and because I only just talk to like my mom and my sister and my wife. That's it. And they're great. But I need to talk to guys sometimes. Oh, shit. And you guys, I'm so glad that we did this because I don't know. I would have been lost this last few six months if we didn't have this meeting to meet every week. And smoking cigarettes and burning I, them on your arm. I would have had fucking lung cancer by now. Smoke so many <laughs> cigarettes. I value this for our friendship and getting to hang out with you guys. Blah, blah, blah. Boo, you know, but uh, it's it's fun. So I'm I'll get to bond with my I, sister. I think this is a good idea. Oh, thanks. I thought you guys were going to make fun of it. I honestly oh, did. Yeah. Well, I was, I was about, uh, depending on what you, you said, can. I was ready to fucking destroy you. But yes. then you hit my Achilles heel. I love, I love fucking Perfect Strange. Uh, yeah. Geek boner. That nerd hits one out of the park. Anyways, links in the yeah. show notes. Danceofjoypod.com. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Let's get to the news. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. So 2020, of course, continues to be crazy, has claimed another celebrity. But, you know, it's it's sad, but it's time to celebrate this man's life. Of course, I want to talk and remember the life of the great Sir Sean Connery, who passed away at age 90 last uh, weekend in the Bahamas at his home in the Bahamas. Way to go out. Yeah, he uh he he's I, apparently he had been living there uh the last few years of his life. Uh and uh first of all, a fucking amazing career. A guy that I've kind of known about my whole life because, you know, he's the original James Bond, obviously. That's right. 
And my dad loved the James Bond movies. And since I was very little, we would watch all the James Bond movies. And, you know, Roger Moore was my James Bond in the new movies. But I saw I watched the Sean Connery movies. That was my first James Bond. And so this is a person that I've known about my whole life. And it's kind of weird that, like, he's gone because some of these celebrities you think will never leave. But he his career, by the way, six decades. He started acting 1954. And the last thing he did on IMDb is in, from 2012, uh, and he won an Oscar for Best Actor 1988 for playing Jim Malone in The Untouchables, uh, which is a fucking fantastic movie. Uh, Anthony, any comments on the Sean Connery? I just know that he's the first James Bond. Oh, gee. I like his voice. Yes, great. Apparently, he's a, great he's a really good actor. I need to catch up on some Sean Connery. I'll, but I'll leave it up to you guys to discuss. Well, Ruggs, what are, uh, well, let's talk about him as Bond because this is the man who, who he, he uttered for the first time Bond, James Bond. And like, and that was it and cemented Ian Fleming's character. He's played Bond seven times, right? This is kind of weird. He played right. Bond from 1962 to 1971. Then George Lazenby does a Bond movie. He sucked. They brought Connery back in 71 to do Diamonds Are Forever. And then Roger Moore gets cast. But then, this is really strange they did this. In 1983, and I remember this movie, they make Never Say Never Again, not with Roger Moore, but with an older Sean Connery. And this movie was a remake of the movie Thunderball that Sean Connery started in 65. Uh, But the problem with bringing Connery back, as I remember, this was an old and out of shape uh, James Bond in Never Say Never Again. What do you remember about his movies, his Bond movies, Rugs? <laughs> I remember I liked Thunderball, and I was like, why are they making this again? I don't, with I don't old, know. <laughs> old, old Sean fat Connery. James Bond, yes. Yeah. Um, listen, um, Sean Connery, he, he's been fucking King Arthur. Yeah. He's been a fucking dragon. Yep. When we Highlander. were talking about, <laughs> he was in Highlander. Yeah, we were as talking the, about him last night. Isn't that weird? Our last episode. Yeah, I was talking about, we were talking about like a celebrity, if you were a celebrity and all the characters, how powerful you were. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I I said that so terribly. Yeah, what but does anyway. that even mean? We were talking about taking <laughs> a, one actor and making and a team of the characters yeah, he's they, played. They played and how powerful yes. that team would be. So yeah. he yeah. has, he's pretty good. He was fucking Indiana Jones's father. Junior! He, he was in Highlander. I forgot what he was. He was the Spaniard or something in, yeah. in Highlander. Yeah. And, uh, the Rock. He's amazing in The Rock. Yeah, he was in, uh, I mean, it was James fucking Bond. He was in Zardos where he wore fucking <laughs> knee high boots. Yes. A fucking Speedo and fucking like ammunition. Anthony, just type in right now <laughs> Zardos Sean Connery, uh, and you'll, and you'll laugh. It's, you need to see this movie. If you love Sean Connery, you need to see this movie. So he was in Hunt for Red October. And then remember Entrapment with Smoking Hot Catherine Zeta Jones? Yeah, he was in that. Oh, yeah, Catherine Zeta Jones. And, and then and Untouchables as Jim Malone. He's oh, my like, God. Right, that's Zardoz. Look oh, at his shit. ponytail and that gun what and what he's wearing. Fuck, he's wearing the Borat outfit before Borat. Listen, all, yeah. all respect to Sean Connery, but that's the image. That's the photo I'm going to use for the cover art while we're talking about Sean yeah, Connery. Yeah, you have to use it's that. him <laughs> as Zardoz. But how about this line? Remember this line, Rugs, from The Untouchables, where he's like, you want to know how to get Capone? They pull a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. Morgue. That's the Chicago way, and that's how you get Capone. Uh, here's another, my favorite reference from The Simpsons regarding Sean Connery. Have a listen. That is a rare photo of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore. It is worth $150. <laughs> that's the funniest thing. He's got that's a, rare, a rare photo of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore. Yeah, I mean, fucking James Bond is dead. Uh crazy 
Hey man, he was. I I really love the SNL skits with him. Oh, with Tim. Uh, yeah, Darryl they were Hammond. doing him. Yeah, those are great. Up yours, like Trebek. Like those things. Like uh, Christopher Walken. Like like he was a regular actor, and then SNL like made him like a personality. A yeah, and they did the same thing with Sean Connery in yeah. a lot of ways. So Daryl Hammond, Sean Connery, and it was just hilarious because for no reason he hated Alex Trebek for no reason at all. Just would insult him and talk about his mom. Uh, I don't know if you brought this up, not, not to talk ill of the dead, but I think he was he was he was known for like talking about slapping women around or something. Oh shit, really? Oh, shit. Yeah, well, he I did. did. He was that. known for that. So as much as we're bl- <laughs> sucking his dick, did not uh, know that. he did uh, he did do some problematic shit as well. But well, like, he's a guy in that. I think in his age, he's ninety. Yeah. It was like a thing that just was normal, but well, like he, anyway. Well, he wasn't well for like the past eight years. Like you didn't really no. see him. You remember notice like no. he wasn't around. He didn't make any appearances. So I don't know. I did. Um, I saw this article where his wife said he was suffering from dementia, possibly <laughs> uh, late in his life, which was the reason. But he's ninety. He lived a full fucking life. Ninety's a long time. It's a long time. An amazing career for Sean Connery. That's right. Uh, listener, let us know your thoughts on Sean Connery, your favorite role. Join the Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Uh, it's an exclusive closed group for all our listeners, for you, for us. Hang in there. It's a safe space. We will there for we. You have support jocks and nerds here if you need them. Just like the support Canadians they posted about in the Facebook group. We need some support Canadians in this country right now. Whew. Uh, Anthony. Yes. You uh, uh made me uh, notice something I did not notice, and that was that Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer for up- upcoming HBO Max miniseries started to get pulled everywhere. No, Rug Boy mentioned that to you. Oh, Rug said that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that. Listen, you guys, you guys look alike, white people. What am I? You know, <laughs> same. It's hard to tell you. Apart. He's a puppet. What are you talking oh. about? People? But I'm a white puppet. Is that what you're trying to say, Rug? Yeah. yeah. You guys all look alike, mm. puppets and half Filipino people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the color that my felt comes in. That's true. But you could dye I it. I can dye it whenever I want. Rugs, what is what was going on? They were pulling the trailer. Is this movie canceled? Uh, What's happened? Um, I guess. I mean, I've heard all kinds of different things, but like, I guess the story that they're sticking to is that it's mu- music problems for the rights to uh, uh, Leonard Cohen's uh, Hallelujah again. He Zach loves that song. Had Seems like a huge miss. Like, how does the studio not know to get the rights to something like that? It, it, I mean, that would be the first thing you're gonna do when you're and and you wanted us to play Spin Doctors last week, Rugs. See what happens. They they pull you. <laughs> They're out to get you. They're out to get you. But you know what? Especially with music, these music companies have these algorithms that like troll the internet to look looking for sound. Basically, like Rugs said, there were rumors that the movie had been canceled because all. The trailers are getting pulled. According to the Hollywood reporters, Aaron Couch was taken down because of unspecified music rights issue. Just like he said, for Hallelujah. He should have immediately released another trailer with different Just music. Just change the song. Like, he's got a, such a hard-on for fucking Hallelujah. He's probably like, no, I, it's got to be that song. Otherwise, the whole thing is ruined. This is my vision. I'm Zack Snyder. Yes. You could pick another song. You could pick a cover. Uh, so that'll be back up. And also, I learned uh, Ray Fisher... This week, he wasn't. He's not shitting on weed and, anymore. But he did say he talked about the only scene that he didn't have to reshoot in uh, Justice League was the scene that where they were on the rooftop where everyone shows up. So basically, 
He said, I have to reshoot everything I was in oh, for Justice League, which that's got to be kind of annoying, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Hopefully he's getting paid for it. Probably is. So I guess it's fine. He's paid double time. Yeah. Uh, other DC news. I was, uh, I'm still wondering, as is everyone, of the fate of Wonder Woman 1984. Warner Brothers has not made an official announcement. It is still allegedly coming out December 25th in theaters. Oh, shit. Hmm. I wonder what's going on. There has been some grumblings uh, from Deadline. Uh, who reported a stu- a meeting with the studio execs is scheduled to take place next week, which will make them uh, have a final decision. But they note, they said, we heard from exhibition sources Monday that Warner Brothers is flirting with the idea of a shortened domestic theatrical window for Wonder Woman 84 around 17 and 21 days before putting it on PVOD. Studio insiders responded that no such plan is in the works for the prize sequel as the first Wonder Woman having grossed $821 million dollars in the global box office. Okay, so you guys, here's my question. Let's play Warner Brothers Studio Heads. The first movie made eight hundred over eight hundred million dollars. You have this movie. Do you a do what they just said? Put it out in the theaters this December, like this month, next month, for a shortened release, and then pop it on PVOD for twenty bucks. Or do you just bite the bullet and push it back to next summer, or maybe even next fucking December? A whole year back. I'd move it. Move it. Okay, so you'd move it. No how, question. Wait, how far back would you move it? As far as into my taint, I guess. I could <laughs> move it right up into the slack hole. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that's the better return? You will make better money from your investment. It's better investment. to just have a real opening than to have no opening. And we've already went through this with Mulan about charging the premium to release it and whatever. And it, that didn't work out too well for, for Disney. So uh, even though Trump got Corona and survived, I don't <laughs> think everyone's just going to hop into a theater. I, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, let me just get it. It's no big deal. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. So I think they have to push it. Anthony, which move makes you more money or which is the right move? I, you know, this one, I, I'm, I could see the argument either way. Huh. I could see pushing it back to December of next year because that's probably a, a safer time, hopefully. Um, but I could also see them going, the market's pretty dry right now. Let's just do a limited release and let's just kill it on demand. The only thing is killing it on demand. There's both, there's risk in both, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you put it on demand, it, it, people aren't, you know, still aren't really accustomed to doing this. You might not get the amount of money, but you can keep all the money. You keep you, all you the wait, money. You wait until next year. You potentially can do a, a normal wide release. You can make the money. You don't make all the money though through theaters. And, Who's to say shit doesn't turn sideways? Yeah, and, and there's no next even year. next year is not great. Fuck! So, what do you do? Jesus! Oh shit! There's, all, that, yeah, there's number crunchers out there trying to figure this all out. You just kind of like have to take a just hold your breath and dive either way. On the one hand, I would love it if they if we could watch. I would pay twenty bucks right away in December to watch this movie, and I think a lot of people would. Is that going to make you more money? Then who knows? That's the thing: the uncertainty of a, a next summer or next winter. Who knows what the fuck is going on? And they're, you know, they're losing money sitting on this. How many people are going to actually, number one, subscribe to HBO Max just to see this movie? And if you have HBO Max, are you going to pay a premium? This would be just on PVOD. Like, you'd be able to rent it from anywhere. It wouldn't be locked to one thing. Is that what they said? That's what PVOD means. Okay. I believe. Premium video on demand. You you would be able to get it on, like, Amazon. Yes, exactly. YouTube everywhere. Yep, 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 yep. 
which is now Milan is accessible all those places, even though they did that first push that was just what, on Disney. What's Plus. Milan earned up to this point? Do we no have one a number? Knows because no they knows. haven't they haven't released it until and they might not you might not know until they do like their quarterly earnings or something. Yeah, the, I mean, Tenet, they said, made like $350 million, and, you know, Nolan said he's happy, but he there was an article, he's like, the theaters are getting the wrong lesson from this, and even though I made all this money, it wasn't a, a success. It failed. The experiment uh, did not succeed. Anyways, I think next week, finally, they're going to have to cave and move this movie, because you have, they got to do it before six weeks out of the release, because that's normally when... You start promoting these movies six weeks out, which we are approaching mid-November. Like a lot of the toy deals are already. Well, that, for- yeah, that was another story I saw is that the toys, if you find, look for them, they are spoiling the whole movie right now because all the shit is already out because it was planned. Yeah, there's like pop figures already yeah. out and there's yeah. stuff like that already floating around. So shit is going to get spoiled even before this thing hits. So I think we'll find out something next week. Uh, another fun movie coming from uh, warner brothers dc is the suicide squad uh click this link in the in the show notes here i love these empire magazine covers have you seen take just look at this fucking team right oh shit. this is the wackiest superhero team there's a fucking shark and a weasel and these crazy costumes i kind of love this energy and this fucking crazy team what do you guys think of these photos i think i think it- I think it's fun. I think I, I like I like the way it looks. I mean, I, I can't you know I can't discern how the movie's going to be, but the tone seems. There's just a uh, shark I, there. There's a man. I mean, shark. It, just, it seems good. It seems yeah. it seems like a wacky fucking movie that's gonna. If you saw something like that, you'd be like, "What the fuck's going what on? What is here? this?" Yes, it's I'm just looking wild. for Ben Stiller because it looks like Mystery Men. So where is it? Oh, it's Ben Stiller. He's not in this one. It does. Mystery Men was just as colorful and wacky. And you know what? That's a good point. He's ripping off Mystery Men. Mystery Men actually kind of underrated. I feel. Don't you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a it's way ahead of its time and making lampooning superheroes and sh- in comics. And it's shit a good like wacky, yeah, superhero comic. But like, I love like what it just just looks like a fucking wacky movie. So, uh, Gunn revealed more interesting details. He said that the studio gave him carte blanche to kill anyone he wanted to, even Harley Quinn. Oh shit! He could have killed her if he wanted to. I'm sure he doesn't because that would be dumb. Maybe wouldn't that be hilarious? Interesting. You cash cow and he just <laughs> he just kills her. Nah, they're not gonna do that. Uh, but, that. That would be pretty great. I think it's cool that he he got to kill anybody. There's the reshoots. There's no reshoots on this movie. They're going into picture lock. He said, which means it's been assembled, it's edited, it's going into post, and uh, they're gonna fix the picture and the music. Uh, so he's done. No reshoots. This thing is a lock. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh, there was one more thing. It's kind of spoiler. Spoiler alert. Some plot details uh, from a Reddit user hmm. from a recent Empire. Oh, no, it's from the Empire magazine. It is said that the team will set off in an entirely new sentence reducing suicide mission, this time in a fictional Latin America island named Corto Maltese. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, right. That name. Where we know that name from, Rugs? From Batman the movie and yes. The Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Do you remember, Anthony, that uh, Corto Maltese mentioned? I don't remember that offhand. Okay, so remember in, in Batman 1989 when Vicky Vale is meeting with the Joker and he's looking at her photos of, of the war-torn pictures and he's like, the skulls, the, the death. I don't know if it's art, but I like it. Those are pictures from the war in Corto Maltese. 
Uh, it also first appeared in Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. It's the island at the center of an incident similar to the Cuban Missile Crisis. And it was also on the Arrow in CW. Uh, Superman was uh, sent there to fight the government. It is a fictional place in a DC lore, but it's kind of cool uh, that they said they have to destroy a Nazi-era prison and laboratory named Jotunheim, where political prisoners were held and experimentations took place. That's kind of a little bit of the plot of the Suicide Squad. We kind of get that feel in those in those clips that they put out too. But Corto Maltese geek boner. That's a Corto good little Maltese. Corto Maltese. That's a good little geek boner uh, Easter egg there, listener. Are you wearing a mask right now? Look down. Are you wearing a mask? If you are, raise your hand. Ah. Oh, nobody's raising their hand. Well, look, we have masks at our Jock and Nerd shop. Visit jockandnerd.com slash shop. Uh, it's hosted by Public. You can buy various designs of masks, two different styles, and you can buy other stuff. T-shirts, mugs, tumblers, stickers. Check it out. Jockandnerd.com slash shop. Last thing in the news, fellas. Uh, the internet bullies have taken down another celebrity. This time, it's rapper Travis Scott. <laughs> Anthony, do you know Travis Scott? I know who Travis Scott is. Why did he get taken down? Travis Scott had to delete his Instagram account because he was getting bullied. Why was he getting bullied? What a wimp. If you click this link, it will show you. He posted. It's a deleted. Somebody take a screenshot. He posted a picture of him in a custom Batman suit next to uh, his rides. So this is this Batman suit is chocolate brown. First of all, it is a chocolate brown Batman suit matching his brown car. He got so much shit for this. My favorite <laughs> that, troll was they just put a picture of him in the cockroach ah, next to him. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> looks so funny. It's just brown. Yeah, because they're both brown. Wait, why were people mad at this? Because it's just brown. Uh, yes, they. Well, I mean, look, mad, but. I hate to say this, but like, if you have all this money, like, get a better costume. It looks so lame. Well, remember when Jaden Smith wore that white Batman outfit? Yeah, he didn't get bullied. I don't know. That one was weird too. But I mean, what he got? Would you get trolled if you just wore a fucking regular Batman no, costume? Why this? A, I mean, it, the brown is kind of it's it weird. Funny. It's not horrible, but why not is horrible, it horrible? But it, it does look like a chocolate bar. It's, he looks <laughs> like a chocolate bar. So he couldn't take Travis. Tra- poor Travis Scott couldn't. The take minute it. you give people ammo. <laughs> To fucking start fucking with you, You're you just it. gotta take it. Why but what, you? The, the question is: This is how not hip I am. What is Q U W T K? What the fuck does that mean? Oh, do you know what that means, Anthony? It's in the headline. Q U W T K. So the headline of the screen rant article. I, I didn't know what, what that, that means. means either. It's Q U W T K. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, because oh, that's what that is. The show. Kylie Jenner's he? ex is Travis. Yes, it, yes. Oh, that's right. Is he any good? I like rapper? Travis Scott. He's a good rapper. Yeah, you probably wouldn't like him, but I like him. No. Is he like he's not mumble rap? No, he's but he's uh auto tuned very, very much. Boo. <laughs> auto tuned a lot, I guess. Well, he no longer has an Instagram account because he couldn't take the bullying. He'll be Aww. back. Well, probably. Oh shit. Travis <laughs> Scott's pretty big. That's one of the I guess I guarantee you that he thought that was such a huge win. Yeah, he thought it was the best shit and, ever. And then then he just got destroyed. <laughs> Uh, I got so much glee from hearing this. Oh, he started crying. Makes me so happy. And then uh, I got a gold guy's pie. Look at all my cars and my shitty Batman. I look like a chocolate bar, but eat Batman. (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, go troll him on Twitter. I don't know. You can't follow him on Instagram. Let's take a break here for some promos, listener. And we'll be right back with Mando uh, right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
I'm Imran. And I'm Sophia. I'm the brother. And I'm the sister. And we are watching a show about cousins. We're your hosts for Dance of Joy, a Perfect Strangers rewatch podcast. We grew up watching the 80s hit sitcom, and now we'd like you to join us every week as we rediscover our love for our favorite TV cousins, Balky and Larry. You can find our show at danceofjoypod.com and on all major podcast platforms. Now we are so happy, Sophia. We do the Dance of Joy. Imran, this is a podcast. They can't see us. Oh, po-po. Do you watch Friends? Do you watch How I Met Your Mother? Then Then you should listen to How I Met Your Friends. Hi, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Julie. And we are the ladies behind How I Met Your Friends, the podcast that explores the similarities and theories of Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Every week, we watch an episode from each show and dive deep into the crossovers and catchphrases. So if you've ever noticed the similarities between these fantastic shows, come check out our podcast. You can reach us on social media at How I Met Your Friends Pod or email How I Met Your Friends Pod at gmail.com. Listener, if you love, like, and or tolerate the show, uh, I think you should join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, Jockandnerd, where you can support the show. You get bonus content and you ensure that we keep making the show for you every week. We'd love everyone who has been supporting us on a continuous basis. Thank you so much. But everyone gets a bonus RSS feed with bonus content. The show comes out early. Uh, we're posting Corona binge reports, movie reviews, post shows. Uh, this week, there's going to be a little bit of a pre-show uh, election uh, rant. Let's oh, shit. I guess that we will put out there because we had to look. It's Thursday, November 5th. By the time you hear this, who knows what the fuck is going on? So we just had to get it down uh, on record. And I also remember I said I was going to do instant reaction for every episode of The Mandalorian. Well, geek boner. Episode one is up there and I did the same thing. It's a lot of fun and it's easy to do. I just watched the episode for the first time and record my thoughts and then just like cut out everything and put it up there. It's a lot of fun. You can check that out. Uh, episode two reaction probably already up there by the time you listen to this i'll probably do a uh hunters oh hunters on amazon if you want to talk about it we could talk about it together if you want i barely remember that show okay but good. maybe you just do it yourself i watched it so long ago i just know al pacino does an amazing uh you know jewish accent on that show he's great and it's a jewish superhero but you should do that i would love to listen to it get all that stuff listener at our fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Uh, let's get into this week's review. We are doing The Mandalorian is back on Disney Plus Season 2 premiere episode review. Here are your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This episode's called uh, The Marshall. It's Chapter 9, The Marshall, written and directed by the John Favreau himself. Uh, Anthony from the less than casual Star Wars fan out of us. I would love to hear you explain what happened in the Marshall uh, on the Mandalorian. So basically the Mandalorian is looking to figure out a way to get this Yoda back to some back to people, right? Baby Yoda. He's got to find his planet, I guess. Find his planet. Okay. There. Sorry. It's been a week. I literally watched it that (laughs) Friday night. Oh, okay. And he is looking for other Mandalorians to help him with this. And he goes back to Tatooine. Tatooine, right? yes. Tatooine. I got it right. Yeah. And uh, so far, so good. At, on some information that there's a Mandalorian there, and we just go from there. That he, he ends up finding something and has <laughs> to get into some sort of uh, tit for tat thing with this guy. So 
That's, I'll leave it there. A lot of amazing Easter eggs and callbacks to Return of the Jedi and A New Hope, but it kind of becomes a side mission kind of quest. It's like if it was a video game, you go on a side mission. What? A side quest. It's yes. a side quest. What did you think, Anthony? Uh, casual yeah, Star Wars fan? I was uh, less than enthused. to. I mean, oh. I, I liked The Mandalorian. Yeah. I was less than enthused to have to pick this back up again. <laughs> okay, you were Even not excited I liked for the this? Mandalorian. I was not excited. No. I'm surprised. Okay. Not at all. Okay. No, not at all. I was kind of begrudgingly having <laughs> oh, to watch shit. this. It's kind of like Umbrella Academy. <laughs> yeah, a little I bit. love forcing I, you to watch things. But I, I do have to say, first off, it was an entertaining episode. And again, I mean, it is just, it's unbelievable how beautiful it is for. The scale is fucking dope. For TV. Yeah. Even like the, the whatever the fuck that monster is. The great dragon. It looks amazing. I, mean, I, I just don't understand how, or I, I guess I'm more amazed. Just how good everything looks Dude, all that, the time. The thing looked like a fucking kaiju. It was huge. Like you clearly well, got the scale of this. The, the one last, one last thing. Sorry, is um, is uh, plus it has Timothy Oliphant in it. Yeah. Who, for what it's worth, I feel like Timothy Oliphant plays the same guy in everything he's, he's ever in. He's, he's playing always the, the same guy. personality. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's entertaining, and it was nice. See- it was fun seeing that the little the pairing between them and and going after this monster. Oliphant's just always as great at playing like a cowboy. And this is a space western. This also, this episode, 54 minutes long, the longest episode yet. Rugs, did they use the time well? How long was the episode? 54 minutes. It was almost an hour. This is, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I didn't, had no idea that was that long. Oh, really? That, it, it went, went by? right by, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was about to say, like, you know what? When you make a show that's a half hour long and you have, like, how many episodes of it? It was an hour. You're, you're, yeah, so you're only shooting like maybe four or five hours for the whole entire season, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's why they could put all the money into it because it's really like making maybe two movies. This is like a legit hour-long episode. And unlike you, Rugs, I actually, I thought the tension was great, but I thought it was, a, they let it drag. They decompressed it a little bit, maybe a little bit. But it was all because to build tension, which really worked. I think they tried to make it more fun. Yeah. Right? I think it was just more of a fun. Action-packed. Yeah, like they didn't really even get into, although there was some stuff at the end that I think people got excited about, but the oh, whole yeah. episode Game premise over. was like, we're starting off the season and then already, like you mentioned, the side mission and we're just, we're having fun. Like it just was like a, it wasn't all that serious of an opener. Well, and they did this last season is like the plot is didn't progress until the very end, really. It, you know, they start on well, a thing and then it becomes another thing. You left off with uh, Moff Gideon, who yeah. had the dark saber and then he was like kind of like on the run to try and figure out how to get Yoda back to his people, you know, and all that stuff. So all of a sudden you're that's only like a, a footnote in this episode. And but it does introduce other interesting things. So let's get into that, which is um, the Marshall, which is the name of the episode. Yeah. He's wearing Boba Fett's armor. Oh, my God. And so he mistakenly goes to this town thinking he's going to find a Mandalorian. I was like, oh, she just finds a dude that's wearing Mandalorian armor that belongs to Boba Fett. Cobb Vanth is this character's name, played yes. by Timothy Oliphant. And he's from also from the, the Marvel Legends. Uh, oh, he is. Non-canon stuff. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Do, do you? I'm jumping right ahead. But do you think that guy at the end? Is it is the Mandalorian. That is not the, to, not the Mandalorian. The Bo- is Boba Fett. It could be a uh, a misdirect because all of the clones look like Boba Fett, and it could be Rex or some other character that um, 
from we've known from the Clone, from the Clone Wars. Wars. It could be one of the many clones, but that is Tamara Morrison, who played Arthur Curry's dad in Aquaman. And in the IMDb, he is listed as fucking Boba Fett. Oh, shit. So, but, and the reason I think this, he is Boba Fett is because in the, obviously in Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett fell into the Sarlacc pit and was eaten by the Sarlacc animal. And we learn in this, the crate dragon lives in an abandoned Sarlacc pit, which surprises Cobb Van. He's like, I've never heard of something like this. And Mando's like, yeah, it's because, or one of them goes, that's because he ate the fucking Sarlacc. Oh, shit. So is it possible that right after that moment in Jedi that uh, where Boba Fett gets eaten, the crate dragon eats the Sarlacc and he survives and he's been uh, surviving until I think now. it's more likely that they kind of telegraph what happens to Boba Fett in this episode with... um. Jarn Jinjarin, whatever his fuck his name is, Jin the Mando. Jarin, yes. Um, the uh, Mando goes into the fucking dragon's belly oh, and blows amazing. himself out. That was amazing. So uh, if you could blow yourself out of that thing, you could probably blow yourself out of a Sarlacc if you have oh the Mando armor and the jetpack. Because the he, the crate dragon had acid uh, uh, saliva, but it didn't affect Mando when he was in there, obviously. No. Uh, and a Bantha is just a snack. So back in a more, here's the question. Uh, Cobb Van tells the story. I love this. I love this whole sequence because as a Star Wars fan, Return of the Jedi, you find out what happened at Mos Pelgo at the end of Return of the Jedi. He says, when the second Death Star was destroyed, we got to celebrate for a hot second before a mining company came in, made the whole town a slave mining town. He takes off, gets picked up by the Jawas, and the Jawas had Boba Fett's armor, and then he comes back and clears them out, and he's kind of the Deadwood Sheriff. Uh, so how did the Jawas get Boba Fett's armor? I don't know. I, I that I don't understand. See, that's the thing. It's like if he escapes the Sarlacc with his jetpack and some explosives, which is what I would think he he does. His armor would still be on him, right? He, right. he wouldn't dump his armor, would he? I don't know. Something must have happened. I also I kind of don't. Maybe he needed money and he made a trade. I didn't understand the, the original plan. In the beginning, that so Dinjarin has to find other Mandalorians to help them find Jedi to help them find Baby Yoda's planet. Is that is this the convoluted plan that they're going with? I guess. Yeah, he just needs uh, some kind of uh, someone to point him in the right direction because he has no idea where to go with this. What did you think of? I thought right in the beginning some of the cool Easter eggs, the the Star Wars graffiti. Did you see? I was staring at the graffiti. It was amazing because there's. A stormtrooper helmets X'd out. You see C-3PO in graffiti. And I was just looking for alien dicks. Like, you know, they're spraying dicks all over the place uh, in, in Star Wars land. Of course, <laughs> if you got graffiti. Well, Sabine oh, is known shit. to do graffiti. Oh, she is. And she's Mandalorian oh, as well. Shit. There's yeah. another Easter egg. So it could be we see Sabine. I want to see some alien graffiti dicks. Uh, Gore <laughs> Koresh, Anthony, the guy in the beginning with the one eye. Yeah, that he meets at the wrestling match. That first of all, that character is in Star Wars: A New Hope, that alien species. But that was under a voice changer and heavy makeup. That was John Leguizamo. Oh shit! And uh, oh yeah, yeah, I read yeah, that. You'd never know though. They ch- they changed his voice. The space wrestlers, Anthony, those are Gamorrean guards who are also in Return of the Jedi. Uh, and I had one as a child. I had the action figure, but they were a lot chubbier in Return of the Jedi. 
these guys were in shape, if you notice. They were like I there. found it annoying that they did. They were both wearing the exact same outfit. Yeah, I'm you like, how you tell. Who's yeah. winning? Could one of them wear like a red, red underwear? Yeah. So some kind of. It's a good point. Uh, and then we see Amy Sedaris back as the mechanic and the uh, mechanic droids, which she's hilarious. Uh, is also here's another question. Cobb Vanth speeder looks like a part of Anakin's pod racer. Yeah, and then about that droid. That droid's from uh, R5 droid from A New yeah. Hope. Geek Moon. I called that one. I was like, oh shit, that's the R5 droid. And then my favorite part was the relationship between the Tuscan Raiders and the village people. And these Tuscan Raiders are so badass. They're like the indigenous natives that everyone wants to get rid of, but like they know what the fuck is going on. I lo- they were great. That was all great. The sand people. They call up the sand people. And I love how even Cobb Vanth was turning and he's defending them and they finally work together. Uh, you're going to need the sand people out there. I, li- I like the, um, I think they, I read somewhere, you might have posted it, um, but they hired an actual deaf person to play one of the yes, sand people. They created they new created, sign language. Yeah, new sign language. For, uh, first of all, I love that Mando speaks Tuscan and knows uh, the sign language. He, uh, this guy says, I did research on the culture and environment of Tuscan Raiders. My goal was to avoid American Sign Language. I made sure it became Tuscan Sign Language based on their culture and environment. That's really cool. They invented a whole so sign language. So do you feel like that they have, because they're not deaf and they're not mute. What do they look like under there? First I, of all? I don't I don't know. But I think that the fact that they, they have certain kinds, they only have so many grunts that they can do. So they need to like embellish yeah. with the sign language. Yeah. Makes sense. Do they have ears? They can hear, I guess. I, no, I think that they can hear. Yeah. I just think, cause you know, in, um, in, uh, the first Star Wars, uh, Ben Kenobi does the sound of that, of this, he uh, does the Tuscan, uh, to the crate dragon. Yes. The, to scare them, scares away. them yeah. away. So they could hear it. So I think that they just have limited amounts of words with their grunting and they need to embellish it with the sign language. That's another great Easter egg that he mentions the crate dragon. Now, Rugs, that thing at the end when, first of all, it was hilarious after they blew it up and like the steaks and the meat looks so yummy. Oh my God. I was like, I want to try that. Look at they that. They got a pearl. You can make and that. Those pearls what are is very, that? very valuable. Okay, those what, are, what was that? I didn't know. And I looked it up. It's a pearl crate dragon pearl. Yeah, it's a crate dragon pearl, and you can you can actually f- uh, form a lightsaber with that. Oh shit! It's very oh, very uh, like uh, oh. sought after material. Yeah. And now the Tuscan Raiders have one. That's right. Hmm, that's interesting. That's probably going to come into play later. Yeah, but that meat looked yummy. Just throw that on. <laughs> Jesus, you got a big hunk of it. Oh, you, you did. Know? He's like that. That's going to feed them for a long time. Uh, another fun Easter egg: the the bartender he first meets is played by actor W. Earl Brown who was also a cast member in Deadwood. So it would have been Timothy Olfence, uh Deadwood cast member. But do you know who else, this this guy who he played? He was Cameron Diaz's special needs brother in Something About Mary was the bartender. Oh, Franks and Beans. W, <laughs> yes, W. Earl Brown. Oh, yeah. He's still looking for his baseball. Don't touch I his ear. Yes. Have you seen my baseball? Uh, that was that <laughs> you guy. my baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I love having the two Deadwood guys together. And you're right. Timothy Olfant is the best, like, cowboy dude. Sheriff. He's in guy. Fargo right now. Too. Oh, he is. Shit. He's everywhere. Same character. Oh, 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 oh. It's the eats carrots. It's only different. <laughs> Same guy. All right. Well, uh, let's rate this episode. What do you guys think? If you had to give it a rating, is Mando back? Is this the best episode yet? Rugs? I liked it. I, I I liked that it was longer. Yeah. Um, I liked that it was like uh 
very high production value as usual. Look great. Uh, Look great. It was definitely felt like it was movie caliber. So uh, I wish there was a little bit more to the actual overarching plot of the season. But, you know, I can't really complain that much. So I, I think it's out of a scale of 1 to 10, I think it's about 8.5. Nice. Anthony, what would you give this to your entertainment value scale? I'd give it a solid 7. Okay. I enjoyed it. You know, I, I, I don't. I had to look up some of the references and ah, uh-huh, interesting. The references didn't make me excited, but it made right. me excited for Star Wars fans that yeah. this was all happening. They put and, this in you know, there. There's things that you can dig into, but overall, I mean, I I didn't even realize that the episodes last year were half an hour. They were like so thirty to forty minutes. Yeah, they, they snuck that in on me, and I didn't even realize that I was watching a longer episode. Yeah, wow. Uh, okay. But they always do That's a very good, good job of yeah. um, creating a, a, an entertaining in and of itself episode. And the big thing I I was as I mentioned in my early in my initial thoughts is this, I was like astounded again at how beautiful everything looks. It looks fucking like how, a, how seamless like yeah, the CGI is yeah. incorporating. The dragon was I was shocked. Yeah, it was amazing, and it looks like a movie level budget, and they're just sparing no expense. Uh, yeah, I thought it was solid Star Wars storytelling, fun action, felt like Star Wars. Baby Yoda didn't get to do much, but hey, would save him. Uh, the action was great. I'll give it eight point five too. I just have to get used to rugs. We have to get used to the fact that they're not going to advance the plot. Some of these are just fucking, they're almost like a filler, but it's fun. It's like, I don't know. It's lone wolf and cub. They're just wandering around the universe doing quests. Like highway to heaven. With, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Michael Landon. Is that, no. They just wandered from place to place yes. and then solved everyone's problems. No, that and was left. Richard Gere. Michael Landon was on something else. Anyways. No, Highway to Heaven was Michael Landon. That was Michael Landon. Okay, I was right the first time. should never second-guess myself. So, yeah. if I can put I'm that... on the highway to <laughs> Oh, hell. <laughs> so, if I can put aside that, look, we're not going to get they just all the answers every episode. I'd like to see a little more Baby Yoda, but... Yeah, we, I mean, I think we've, at this point, from the last season, some of these episodes are just going to be fun just side fun episodes. episodes. They've yeah. also kind of had this running thing now of throwing in just random celebs actors actresses yeah john leguizamo timothy oliphant well last year they had what's his face um uh bill the, the burr bill burr <laughs> yeah and I hope he comes gina back. carano for a couple yeah. of you know so they she's have, like, coming back random things yeah i love that i think everybody wants to be on the show like why wouldn't you everybody What's everyone's way of being a part of star wars yeah. the first number one doesn't yeah. suck yeah number two they only have to be on for like 20 minutes yeah Quick <laughs> they don't have out. to commit their career to this they don't have to go on location they just go into the studio where there's a screen right. and you're somewhere uh, i mean it's still the best this and rogue one is still the best thing out of all the new shit they've put out one thing to note coming up on disney plus remember the infamous anthony you may have heard of this the infamous star wars holiday special from the 70s have you ever oh. heard of any about about this at all maybe chewbacca i've heard about it it I was not seen it. Yes, it was just a really bad, cheesy, and it lives on in infamy because it has baby Chewbacca's and it's life day. Well, they're doing a new Star Wars holiday special, except this time it's a Lego version. So I don't know. I'm not that excited for this anymore. But everyone's I'm in over it. Legos. It's everyone's in it. Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewie, BB-8, uh, Baby Yoda, Din Djarin. Uh, but it's a Lego Life Day Star Wars Holiday Special releasing November 17th on Disney Plus. If you like that kind of stuff, I think I will pass because it's Legos. Yeah, I'm not into holiday specials. 
I would love a holiday special if it was hilarious like the 70s and horrible on purpose. Like, they should do that all tongue-in-cheek, but eh, it's Lego. All right, let's get to news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Farts are always funny. That one was just, it wasn't the drown out one. It was like, it was loud and sharp and punchy. That one wanted attention. Oh, shit. It's a Trump fart. It's a it's not going oh, away shit. anytime soon in the next seven days or ever. Um, I posted this uh, article in the nation, Anthony, about how much of Borat 2 was staged and what really happened. So the quarantine part That's where he crazy. stayed with those dudes, he says, quote, I was waking up, having breakfast, lunch, dinner, going to sleep as Borat. When I lived in a house with these two conspiracy theorists you can't have a moment out of character oh shit what? wow wow apparently had nice things to say about them uh in the end and they weren't bad people but imagine being in character for the whole time i don't know it seemed like he was there a couple of days um so obviously we did learn the debutante ball was staged and the uh the rally where he does the song was also staged but what was real was the conspiracy guys and uh the babysitter was absolutely authentic. So the rally with the guys that are trying to kill him in the car, that's all fake. Those guys were real. The band was all with him. He, oh. That was in on it. So he staged the band like they knew, but I think the people were real. Hmm. And he attracted to this fake thing. But it's a nice balance. Like, you have to. It's a nice balance of the real setup and stage stuff. And you kind of have to do that in, in the movie, what he's doing, which is uncategorizable. Whatever it is, you know, so get to the bottom of that. Uh, Blake Braden shared this link of uh, the headline is Kate Winslet beats Tom Cruise's underwater record in Avatar 2. Oh, shit. He says, I'm so glad we have separate records just for celebrities. And we do. So what's this in uh, for Mission Impossible? Tom Cruise in Rogue Nation. I Rogue think Nation. that he's sta- he's does an underwater scene where he holds his breath for like fucking five minutes. Or he held his breath for six minutes for this Tom one Cruise? scene. Yes, underwater. Dude, intense. this scene is so yes. long. I'm like, yeah. it's impossible for yeah. him to do this. Yeah, yeah, which was crazy. So, and now it appears that James Cameron is literally must be actually filming so much shit underwater. Kate Winslet held her breath for seven minutes. Oh shit! Underwater to shoot. The scene for Avatar. How, how, what's the world record? Oh, here's the thing. This is what's funny because this is just for celebrities. That is nowhere near the world record. You guys want to guess what the world record of holding your breath underwater is? Ten minutes. Incorrect. Twenty minutes. You're getting closer. This dude in 2016 held his breath for 24 minutes. Wow. Oh shit! He's a free diver. I uh, tried. Um. For what it's worth, I tried uh, when I went to Coachella. We had a pool, yeah, and I tried to swim underwater from one side to the other and then back underwater, yeah. and I couldn't. I couldn't get oh shit, that's back how, the other way. That's like two, maybe two <laughs> I minutes. I could only get about halfway on the other on the return before I had to come up. And that's not even like it's like a minute and a probably, half. No, that was <laughs> that minutes, wasn't even a minute and a half. That oh, was probably no. like shit. forty seconds, forty five seconds, maybe at most. Wow. 
Holy shit. No, this guy, you, you know, four minutes. That's amazing. You ever seen uh, documentaries about free diving? These fucking crazy guys. Those guys are nuts. Holy shit. They just go straight down as far as they can stay there as long as they can. And then just come straight up slowly. slowly so you don't you, you get, get the, the bends. bends. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. I watched this one documentary. I'm like, this is insane. Why would you do this? So a free driver in 2016, 24 minutes, three seconds. Uh, I like some of these comments, though, about the Kate Winslet article. Markle Churkowski goes, oh, boy, more water bullshit from Cameron. And then Blake Braden goes, I'm a collegiate swim coach, and I have less interest in water than James Cameron. Oh, I feel like that that's so ridiculous. Like, how much water shit do we have? How many movies do we have of underwater shit? I guess not a lot. Uh, Aquaman Aquaman was the last one, and that was was it, right? Well, the best one is that one where we reviewed. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was that one? Waterworld. Of Waterworld. <laughs> that was under- on top of the water. Yeah, not that's the underwater, underwater shit of Waterworld. Fucking what? I mean, you know, we have movies about outer space every second and all of this stuff. So it's not like it's like it's a rare thing. But Cameron loves his underwater craft. He loves diving yeah. down to the Titanic. You know, the abyss. He had a lot of underwater shit. I mean, does he really need to like, why is he actually filming the things underwater? You could use CGI. I guess it's going to look more authentic than the Aquaman underwater. But what kind of does this whole movie takes place on an underwater fucking planet that they go to Avatar 2. Remember Avatar? Is anybody excited for this? <laughs> Except for Cameron. I mean, show me a trailer. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say until I see a yeah. trailer. Uh, I mean, I don't really I'm not really into underwater shit either, but like it's just like, hey, it, it should be at least a, a different thing. Something something out of the norm. I mean, know? just the, the thought of Cameron creating like he did, you know, the Navi and Pandora creating something like that underwater and shooting large parts of it under actually under fucking water. Oh, shit. It's fucking mental. What a crazy you person. Mean, James Cameron, we've known that he's yeah. an intense filmmaker. Yeah. I mean, he his staff or aliens hated him. The oh, staff yeah. in England. You got to be a dick to be a director at some of these movies. I agree. You know, you got to get shit done. All right, let's finish up with some what are we watching? Anybody have anything interesting aside from red and blue fucking squares across a map? Jesus Christ. I mean, I watched The Hunters. Okay, right. And I enjoyed it. Okay, I'm going to do a whole thing on it. Very good. Um, very good. I am very watching good. Blood of Zeus. Ooh, I saw that. Uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Is that any good? What is it about? I'm about two episodes in. Yeah. It's about the... It's cool. It's like a it's refresher course about uh, ancient Greek gods and stuff. It's like done in Japan and Japanese animation style. Oh, shit. And uh, basically it's, you know, it's kind of like Clash of the Titans. It's like the guy finds out that Zeus is his dad and there's all these demons that have been released onto ancient Greece. Oh, this looks cool. Yeah. And uh, he's just finding out about himself. It's like the hero story. The, like uh, Zeus is secretly like helping him out. And like, uh, you know, because he feels responsible. He's his, it's his, he's his the, son. The animation looks sick too. It's good, yeah. So, and um, oh. I don't know. I'm two episodes in, and uh, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I can't wait to watch more of it. I guess. Is it, I, I feel oh, like, there's all like, sorts oh. of monsters and shit. Be- nice. Yeah. Well, I just love Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah. I love that whole thing. So it's like I'm all about that shit. So. Um, I might check that out. I did scroll by that. I was like, oh, what's this? this looks yeah, so I don't know how it's going to pan out. Yeah. It might end up sucking. So far, it's good, though? First two episodes are, I'm in. Solid. <laughs> Anthony, what's keeping you uh, occupied? Um, Not much. Uh, we have a puppy. Oh, that's right. I have a puppy now. It's for my mom, but I'm helping take care of this pup. 
Let's all welcome yeah. Logan the puppy, everyone. Logan, yes. Dragon Logan the, the, the sheep who. Sheep who. Um, so he's a sheep who. He, uh, he takes up a lot of time. Okay. So Anthony's a puppy duty for the foreseeable future. Yeah. But, Not a lot uh, of sleep. The, oh, man. It's hard to sleep. He wakes you up. You yeah, two months are going to be. Yeah. You'll be all right. All right, good. I, just ride I it can't out. Stand it. I mean, I like the pup. I just can't stand all the work. That's it. It's adorable. I watched uh, Amazon put out a new uh, British BBC series called Truth Seekers, uh, created by Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, who do Shaun of the Dead and the whole Cornetto trilogy. And the guys are really funny. Worked with Edgar Wright. Hilarious. Eight episodes, half hour episodes. Uh, I watched the whole thing. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's not bad. Uh, It's about Nick Frost has a YouTube channel called Truth Seekers. Uh, He works for Simon Pegg, who is in charge of, uh, it's like AT&T. They're installing Wi-Fi internet. So he's an internet installer. But his real passion is paranormal ghost hunting. And he's got a YouTube channel called Truth Seekers. Uh, and uh, there's, it's a lot like if you smash like Utopia and Lovecraft Country together, you kind of get this show, Supernatural Comedy. Uh, there's a, a conspiracy and weird ghost things. And it was okay. There were some good laughs uh, and some good scares. But honestly, I wish for a, a, a paranormal comedy, it needed a little bit more scares and a little bit more jokes. The jokes it has is are good, uh, but there, there's not a lot of them. But it did get, by, it does the same thing as Utopia Rugs, where, you don't find shit out until like the last two episodes. So you have to keep watching. So oh it, it kind of sucked me in to find out, okay, I got to know what the fuck everyone's alluding to. Uh, and it, it's all right. It was all right. It's fun. If you got time, the, it goes by quickly. They're half an hour, eight, half an hour episodes. Truth Seekers on Amazon. I mean, I'm, I'm, I might check an episode out of that. Sounds like I like Simon Pegg. And yeah, shit like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then last thing, listener, uh, last announcement is uh, please check out Podcapers. Doing another show. Well, no, I already said that. Yes. Oh. Doing what? Listen to Dance of Joy, a Perfect Strangers Rewatch podcast. No, but there is another podcast you can hear all of us on. It's from Podcapers from our buddy David Malofsky, Scott Maradu. It's this year's Halloween musical. And I just want to thank David Malofsky and Scott for including the three of us for a fourth year in a row. Nerd. We got to be funny voices in their super ambitious Halloween musical this year. They are spoofing Ready Player One as they all get trapped into a virtual world and have to figure out how to get out. Uh, Anthony and myself play fairies. Oh, shit. We're fairies. And Rugs is a goblin. I wonder what they used. They, I listened to it. Your goblin noises are hilarious. You can tell it's you, and they used it well. So, oh, okay. it's pretty. And then the, our fairy voices are pitched up a little bit, Anthony. Yay. So it's it's super funny, super ambitious, and Meridu, the whole team, they kill it. I love these every year. Four I like years. that you listen to the whole thing. Uh, you, it's a story. It's like listening to a musical. I got to find out what happens at the end. And the four musicals they've been putting out every year, the story kind of connects everyone so they do a good job good work over there link in the show notes uh and that's about it rugs where can the listener find you you can find me on twitter at really rug boy come on say what's up send him a comment there you can uh get in touch with us on twitter too at jock and nerdcast or just send us an email at show at jock and all of these links will be in our show notes for this episode listener jock and nerd.com slash three five four Check it out for links to everything we talked about, how to subscribe, how to support, how to get in touch. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you just share the show. Post it. Tell someone. Get your friends to listen. We'll all have a good time. Take our mind off of 
fucking insanity for like an hour. And now you can go back into the crazy world and see who fucking won the old man contest. As John Mulaney put it. Oh, I had to mention, did you see the SNL John Mulaney? He had a great bit about the elderly man contest that's going on. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel had a great tweet. I'm stealing these jokes about the election day. His tweet was, this is like being awake for your own surgery, which was good. And then somebody else posted, this is like the whole nation's on Maury. Uh, and we're waiting to find out who the father is. Those are all accurate about what's going on right now, Thursday, November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Like Anyways. You're the only one that's seen this, so we can't really comment. Wow. What was I talking about? Oh, it's the end of the show. V for Vendetta? V for Vendetta is happening. Anyways, listener, thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. This is Democracy Manifest. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Hey, it's so hard to even focus on anything because I just want to know what the fuck is going on. Fuck that show. Holy shit. <laughs>